What's up? <laughs> what is going on? Now that What's we- happening, guys? This is the All or Nothing Show. My name's Austin. This is Brock. Brocco. Brocco's Tacos. He owns Brocco's Tacos. You know what they say. <laughs> can't beat his meat. It can't beat, beat that man's meat. meat. If you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, you should check out, what is it, All or Nothing Prince? Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a picture of it yet, but mm-hmm. it'll, it'll go up on there maybe if he wears it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was wearing it last night. I just need uh, I need to wear it to the gym soon. Yeah. I need to get some people talking. Yeah, I'd like some publicity. But, uh, yeah, Austin's getting in the t-shirt business. Which is a topic right here is because Black Friday's coming up this week. Oh, yeah. Way so, to weave it in. Yeah. Nice. Thursday. For Gym Flow, we are dropping Black Friday this Thursday, which is the 25th. If you guys don't know what Thanksgiving is, that's that day. Uh, we're going to be dropping at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for all you, hopefully, West Coast West listeners. West Coasters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nationwide. Nationwide. All wide, you cool wide, cats wide. and kittens. <laughs> uh, mark the mark the clock, though. But if you're signed up for our newsletter, you're going to get notifications of like details about what's going on with the drop, what's going to be free, because we're giving away a lot of stuff, and then uh, also doing... Giving away the business, actually. Yeah, pretty... Yeah. Been doing that since day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, slash through pricing, you know, discount site-wide on the site, so make sure you snag whatever you've been thinking you about. You ever see it. the meme that's... Uh, I think our boy TNS uh, Lehman posted it. Was uh, <laughs> It was like forty nine ninety nine on, like, Wednesday. Nope. forty nine ninety nine on Thursday. Nope. And then they put forty nine ninety nine, but above it's like seventy nine ninety nine slash through on Friday, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, Fuck buy it, send buy it. it, yeah, yep, yeah." It is all a mind game, or you know, I don't know, I don't know business enough. I'm not a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I am like, not a smart man, but how I the do sales know what tactics go of like manipulation of numbers, you know, to make people, you know, feel urged to buy. Well, I'll tell you, Maddie gets hit with. Uh, she'll see something in the store, right? It's uh Eight ninety nine, and she'll say that's just eight dollars. I'm like, no, that's one cent from nine dollars. You know? Yeah. And, and usually it's not a big a big difference. It's like a thing of peanuts or something, you know. But it still matters, you know. I see something. Well, unless it's food like necessity, if I mm-hmm. see something and it's like, oh, it's just eight dollars. At least my mindset lately, it's like, no, that's eight bucks. Yeah. If I do that enough, that's yeah. fucking thirty six, fifty well, something. Then it's some, like, oh, some shit. items go quick too, like uh, like eggs. You know, you pay five. Five ninety nine, but it's for like five dozen eggs. Yeah. It lasts you forever. Versus, you know, you buy, let's say, let's say you're treating yourself and you get some kind of like ice cream sandwich box, right, with that bundle or whatever. That's only like, you know, eighteen bars or whatever. Go quick, or you get yogurts, right? Here's a yeah. better example: yogurt, eighteen ninety nine or something like that, or fourteen ninety nine for like a twelve pack. And so, like two weeks later, you're spending like twenty bucks a week, basically, you know. And do y'all you do, y'all do Greek yogurt? Yeah. Okay. I don't eat regular yogurt. Yeah, I haven't done that in years, yeah. Um, I don't shop at Sam's Club or Costco, where the fuck y'all go. BJ's. So I buy individual It's drugs. honestly not that <clears throat> much different. You yeah, might save a dollar I buy the Walmart two. brand of Greek yogurt, oh, and it's like $3.40 a fucking tub of it. I'm not a stickler for buying like expensive brands, especially with like clothes and all, but something does worry me about like Foodline and Walmart brand brand items it's great value it's a great value you know say. what 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 stood out to me though the most yeah it is great value <laughs> you know what stood out to me the most though is uh just because i'm worried about where they cut corners because one time i uh when i first got my first tattoo i was you know using a moisturizer that was like some organic shit one of my clients gave me and then a week or so after the tattoo was healing up i was like oh i'll just use my regular lotion i had some like equate shit 
and I put the equate on it. Hours later, it's irritated, it's raised, it's pissed off. And so I stopped using that, went to Aveeno, like, you know, regular name brand was fine. And so, so I feel like, I don't know if they cut corners or they just use cheaper chemicals or whatever and something. Now, this is more of a yeah, some hygiene things, product yeah. rather than a food, but but uh, worries me something. There's some things you got to buy name brand. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I buy I'll name spend brand. the extra 50 cent or dollar to yeah, do it, but it does too. add up. You know, and it, I mean, if you're tight, if you're trying to penny pinch, then get your great value. There's no shame in it, but uh, just some things, you know. Which, I don't know if this is going to open a huge wormhole about food, which I don't know how far we were trying to dive in on this, but you mentioned eggs. Oh, shit. That's one thing that I spend a lot of money on. Is it, well, you you, ba- you feel bad about it? Or? No, I, I buy, like, the organic brown shell Oh, eggs. you actually buy the expensive eggs. If I could, if, if there's a plug out there that has homegrown home, like hens, you home feed them. Homegrown home? Yeah, homegrown. <laughs> homegrown. Yeah. Maybe Pudnessa Farms that gets Free roam. Yeah, uh, because... Just for example, if you go, and I'll buy is the cheap Is it ethical eggs. or is it for? Uh, no, I, I guess it, it helps knowing that hopefully they're like maybe petted every now and then. <laughs> hey, buddy, here. Check out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's the yolk. You can tell the difference in the yolk. That, yeah, that's the true. Taste. Uh, so like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's the organic eggs that I'm coughing up. <laughs> I mean, it's fine dining on an egg. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty dollars a pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pure ostrich. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, if you crack open one of these bad boys that I buy from the store, what yeah. is going on? I need to smoke some more marbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shit. is the yolk is almost orange compared to like yellow, and I don't yeah. think it's it's maybe the nutrients or whatever. The, I don't know, but it makes me feel better. Sometimes it even tastes a little different. But I you're might, right. I might I've be had, um, My grandma used to have a friend at like her church. I guess this is pre-pandemic when yeah. they'd see her more. But uh, she would bring me because she'd get them from her friend every once in a while, like a dozen or two dozen <clears throat> eggs from a farm. And yeah, they are they are just a little bit different. They're yeah. usually like yeah, brown shell or things like that. Uh, you know, if I if I was balling, I would have no problem buying you know the the more yeah premier shit, buying bison, yeah. different no, meats, things that. like that. But no, it's just, yeah. No, I love cheap. I saw in the Facebook group too, which if you're wondering, join the Gym Flow. Yes. What's it called? Moving Move it forward. forward. Yeah, Facebook group. But anyway, uh, but you'd mentioned uh, that you primarily only eat chicken because you live like a cheap bastard, you know, yeah. which is a smart way. Well, to do I didn't it. call myself that. I said no, I, like I to live like I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> live like you're broke, but. And uh, speaking of cheap bastard, it takes one to know. <laughs> to know. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Yeah. I am. I am. Um, goodness. <coughs> Got that lung butter, COVID. Lung butter, yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so Black Friday's coming up. Knock that out. Just make sure you're following the the social medias, the newsletter. Yeah. Sign up for that so you get the details first to know. Grab it before it's limited shit dropping. Yeah. Limited. Limited. Uh, speaking of questions, earlier you asked me if we got some questions mm-hmm. on social media, which people, we'd love some questions. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us on social media so you can drop questions for this show. Uh, but I did get one I saw from Ronnie. Nice. Ronnie asked for stringers. For the gym? No, for gym flow. Oh. How do you feel about stringers? I used to. That's the only thing I used to wear when I first started lifting. Oh, I wouldn't go changed. to the gym without a stringer. Yeah. If I've I, seen if those I didn't have a yeah. Yeah, fresh stringer, I'm not going to the gym. No. Nah. Oh, it's meat to <laughs> What show am I going to wear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, now, not that I'm against it or think of it like negatively. I just, I'm out of that like, 
I'd wear one maybe. I'd try, but I don't lift. I don't know, man. Do you feel? Like, I, feel I feel like, like they're I almost. I don't, I don't fit a stringer anymore. No, I feel like they're almost a little. <clears throat> I don't know if gimmicky is the right word or yeah. too. Childish, not in like an immature sense, but more. I mean, real, bo- like regular professional bodybuilders don't even really wear stringers anymore. I feel like that was like a 90s and then, you know, early, early 2000s, 2010s like type deal. <clears throat> now it just feels very like if you wear something like that, you kind of seem like a tool in a bit. Or a lot of times I'll see like young kids wearing those, you know. It's kind of like a <laughs> like a more professional cutoff if that makes sense like a cutoff you're just tearing up like an old shirt you yeah. do in the you know mow the lawn in and so people have been wearing those for years you know whether it's football practice or whether it's at the gym but stringers are almost like designed to be just even more revealing than a tank top yeah i don't know i just feel like they're a little goofy to wear it's almost like the guys that you know want to emulate some of the professional bodybuilders and they're come to the gym in like a basketball jersey yeah. It's like it's not really comfortable to work out in. No, you know it's you kind of look like a tool. You kind of just look like you're trying to be something in a way. So Ronnie, but stop I think being every, a tool. But <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stringers, probably not. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but, the, uh, the cool thing about this is, is I was mentioning. I told uh, Ronnie because Ronnie actually asked in person as well, oh. and uh, I told him about Dwayne. I was like, you haven't ever gotten to hear about Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Jim Flo Dwayne. That motherfucker hits me up for stringers. Does he really? Every time <laughs> we talk. Time. You got any stringers? Yeah. I was like, well, if there's enough Look, demand. String, yeah, stringers are they're for some people. Yeah. But but as a business owner, yeah, not to shit on, if you like stringers, you like stringers. You know, pe- yeah. people might not like what I wear. No big deal. But, uh, yeah, the the demand to me just isn't quite there. And as a business owner... If we're neither of us are payroll companies, yeah. So if we're gonna drop money on something, we want something to be very versatile. In a t-shirt, a unisex t-shirt, men and women can wear. Yep. If you want to cut you it, make it into a cutoff, you can yeah. do that. Uh, it's just year round. It's not yeah. only a summer thing. I was mentioning to him, you know, I was like, maybe now that we have the opportunity to make all of our clothing, most of it in here now, maybe I could do a one-off of some sort of yeah. small run of them. But yeah. I don't know. For me, I don't think stringers fit the brand anymore or really never fit it to begin with, at least Jim Flow. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I don't want to, like, we aren't nailed down with just hardcore bodybuilding. Not that you need to be hardcore. You know, we could say, you know, give yeah. it all the ifs and buts, but Ronnie, just... Give me some yeah. time, maybe I can. Maddie and I were talking a little bit about that yesterday, in regards to um, the gym, because I would say Iron Belt Gym isn't like one kind of lifting, because no. it's niche in a sense that, you know, the people that come here aren't going to have the best time in a commercial gym, and we do have a focus of like strength training and weightlifting and bodybuilding from a broad sense. Mm-hmm. But it isn't so niche that it's purely powerlifting, purely bodybuilding. We do have a pretty big powerlifting community, which you know we've loved and embraced. Um, but I honestly like like it that way because I think sometimes people feel like they have to put themselves in a specific box, or they aren't kind of good enough in a way. Yeah, I don't know. I think especially for like sustainability and long term, because if you if you associate your fitness, if you associate fitness and exercising with only one discipline, if you don't enjoy that community anymore or competing or whatever, 
then you might just kind of disassociate yourself with exercise overall yeah. just because you tied it to one individual thing. So I guess that's what I'll say about yeah. it. Yeah. I'd say it's yeah. pretty well-rounded in here. Like yeah. uh, different aspects, backgrounds. Cause few like crossfitters, this few functional yeah, training. Say, just this morning, I was training uh, Mark, and I saw – I don't know the guy's name. He's wearing a first form shirt, but he was doing a little CrossFit like wad over there in the corner. About, yeah, yeah. Treadmill, jump, uh, not, not jump jacks, jump rope. Yeah. Uh, you know, shit that climbing on the walls. Too, too <laughs> much for me, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I think it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for the questions. This yeah. Week. So one topic that I was thinking about that I feel like I can talk to you about a little bit more because I think you weren't big into fitness YouTube. But you definitely watch what Rich, Rich Piano. Did yeah. you watch anybody else in those early kind of 2010s? Probably. You'd have to name them. Um. So here's the deal. Matt Ogus uploaded never a video, but you know who he is. Yeah, but I never even watched one video from him. Okay, so I wasn't a big Matt Ogus guy either, but <laughs> I I I did know of him, and uh, but he randomly popped up in my subscriptions recently because he uploaded a new video. It's been like months. Basically, the past three years, he's uploaded like. One or two videos every like six eight months. It's been kind of weird, uh, but it sent me on a, a loophole or what do you call it? Wormhole. Wormhole. Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. There we go. It sent me on a rabbit hole, and I went back to like a video from it was one of his like maybe it's like his, one of his older videos. Okay, it's 2010. 2011 time period, okay? I'm surprised you watched that 720 uh, probably quality. Well, so I go back and. It's wild because I'm looking. It's a Q&A video. It says with 20-year-old like bodybuilder or whatever. And I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, this guy at this point watching this video is younger than me even. And it's 2010. You know, modern-day Matt Ogus has two kids now. Totally different guy. Spent basically a whole decade as like a gym flow top athlete. All kinds of shit. And it's funny watching these videos and thinking – how the person's changed, how fitness has changed, how YouTube content has changed. Yeah. So I'm watching this long-form video. I think it was a part two of like a QA. and a It's like 17 minutes. He's just standing in his bedroom. It's like a regular bachelor bedroom. There's like just shit kind of all, all over the place. Just nothing, no, nothing to it. Regular camcorder, right, video. And he's just eating something. looks like a mixture of like maybe protein and oatmeal. And he's just like rambling answering the questions and he's talking like yeah like probably don't want to do car any carbs after 10 p.m just not a good idea uh you could probably do some carbs like 6 to 8 p.m but you want to keep it pretty low as far as your meats you know chicken steak doesn't really matter and he's kind of rattling off these things and i just i'm taken back because i remember a lot of these things were so experimented with at the time yeah. there weren't really set rules and not that they're set rules now but I mean, I remember there was the whole, like, no carbs after bed thing. It was, if it fits your macros, was just becoming a thing. And, you know, people were like, oh, you could fit Pop-Tarts in your diet. And this was, like, a whole thing now. And, uh, you know, it just, there wasn't as many people in fitness. So everyone was just learning as they go. And the workout videos were so organic and raw. It was just some guy, like, filming in the mirror at the gym, commercial gym, like, hey, I'm going to take you all through my, like, my leg day. And it's just him talking over voiceover, some clips, iMovie graphics, whatever, and just talking through, yeah, I've been, you know, do these RDLs, here's like little things I do. And it's just so interesting watching those, not only because I feel like as things have progressed, 
it's it's a lot of nostalgia creeping up in my mind, but in some ways I feel like the information you get is much more valuable and accessible versus now it's just entertainment and flash appeal rather yeah. than the actual substance. And there's something about just following these people along their journey too because most of the people you find on Instagram, social media, they're 10, 15 years. They're, they already have a ton of training experience. They've already built their physique. But a lot of these guys that I feel like I was watching coming up, whether it's Matt Ogus or Max Chuny, Nick Wright, um, Chris Jones, like all these different people, they were, yeah, they had some years of experience, but they were young. They were like 21, 24, slowly coming up. They were just learning as they go, sharing what they knew. There was really no money in it yet. And you just got these raw personalities and, and funny, you know, yeah. funny things going on. You know, and it just got me thinking, uh, I don't know if you have any, like, nostalgia watching some, like, old Rich videos or what you think about, like, that time period. Um, so, there was a weird period. I remember when I first got into watching, like, bodybuilding and fitness on, like, a TV. Because YouTube, I was into YouTube, but I wasn't really watching a ton of it on YouTube. I was watching DVDs. Who was on the DVD? Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah, he did like, have a DVD a, series, a, yeah. Yeah, I bought a couple of his. Uh, I think I brought a Branch Warren DVD. Like, mm-hmm. as, So I guess it was like 2010 probably. 2010 is when I really got into lifting. Um, but I didn't realize there was people on YouTube doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, buying, I was paying for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was paying for porn back then. <laughs> <laughs> right? I used to go to Blockbuster go in the back section. Yeah, yeah. practically. Yeah. But uh, – it was cool, and thinking back, when you mentioned that it's a lot more, it was a lot more knowledge based, or at least trying to be like value given in it, like a training tutorial or a meet, I like think a. It's just they were still trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah, you know, they were like, "Hey, trying this new split, trying this new exercise." It's like you were on the journey with them, and I think that's why it clicked, and why yeah. those people blew up is because people really got attached. They're like, "Oh shit, this dude's just trying everything." Yeah, let me see what happens. Yeah, you know. And it, it, I didn't get as much connected. Yeah, thinking back, like to people like Jay Cutler or Rich, because they were already huge when I first found them. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, I, there's no way I could be that mm-hmm. big or work like that or lift like that. You know, because Jay Cutler was eating thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of calories a day, training like three He's hours a, pro a body day. Body it's very yeah. different than that's what I mean. So I feel like these people were more approachable, and uh, you know, it, it also Instagram was. Not at all really what it was, even like when it comes to like 2014, 2015, Chris, uh, Christian Guzman and these other people are coming up as well. The, you know, there's a little bit of fitness on Instagram, but it's still not not nearly what it is today where there's tons of workouts on, you know, reels and all these, all this information, blah, blah, blah. So when you would see a new video pop up from a Chris Jones or something like that, You'd be like, oh man, I wonder like what his workout is like that. You know, especially if you don't have a bunch of knowledgeable people or interesting physiques at your gym, you know, this is like that big brother showing you, you know, oh, here's how you do this, or here's a cool, like, protein oatmeal recipe to make, or, or, you know, here's some tips to help you on your cut, you know, because these things just weren't as publicly, like, known. Now the same facts, the macro dieting, everything is just so repeated, so you kind of know it just a little bit, you know, faster, but... I don't know. And a lot of it for me, and I was telling Maddie, is just so so much nostalgia because I remember who I was at the time in like 2014, 2015. I'm just like a freshman in high school, 
just watching these videos, and I would just be eager to come home, get home, watch one of their like let's say leg day videos as I'm eating rice cakes before I go train. Yeah, and you know you're getting ideas from you know from them on oh so let me try this exercise I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. You know these let me try this tip that he shared, and uh, it's just so cool. And uh, you know and then sometimes when they meet up, you know the different stuff too. Oh, yeah. So it uh. I don't know. I'm sure again, like it's probably weird watching like Rich do some of the like the uh, feeder workouts, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight hour arm day shit, you know. And kids that are coming up or young younger kids that are coming up now are probably going through those same things with the current people. Yeah, but in that's a different true. way though, because like a lot more of it's lifestyle vlogs and a lifestyle lot of it is now. lifestyle shit but, now. Yeah, you know, so you get attached in that sort of sense too. I don't nearly as much. I mean, I can watch a few like of Max Tuning's things, but then it's like, all right, I'm dude, tired watched, of seeing you go to the grocery I, dude, store. I watched. I pulled up his channel because I subscribed a long, unsubscribed a long time ago, yeah. and I subscribed him way back in the day. He's one of the first people I like watched. But this is the problem with YouTube now with most of these people. I'll pull up. So his recent like 20 videos. Okay, um, this one has his like assistant Mona in it. So chick, our big announcement. Next video, finding out what girls like. Couple videos down, going on a first date. Couple videos, we're moving in together. Just pulling that. Yeah. My new relationship status. Couple videos. My recent dating experience. It goes on and on and on. Dating a new subscriber, teaching girls how it's done. It's all this like using girls and 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 sex appeal to try and get guys to watch the videos and this yeah. and that. And it's just I get it if fitness doesn't have to be your life anymore. Maybe that's how you started YouTube. But I just feel. Like the raw substance isn't on YouTube that much anymore, and although kids nowadays coming up can literally get all the information, sometimes too much information, you end up getting less out of it. Yeah, you know, people are looking to supplements, they're looking to SARMs, they're looking to this specific workout and this and that to get them that physique. Versus these guys, we're like, hey, we're just gonna go in, train hard today. You know, push to failure. It was more simple, and sometimes simple isn't isn't gonna carry you forever. But simple sometimes will get you into a more sustainable, uh, long term mindset mm-hmm. and, and teach you more about balance and things like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the lifestyle getting woven in and high marketing with the Gym Shark and all these different things like that, you just lose a little bit of the substance and simplicity of just going in and training and enjoying pushing the weight in your body yeah. a little bit it's it's like if you don't film your workout or take a photo it's like it didn't happen where back then i feel like you know you never really did film yourself it was no. weird to film yourself weird it was you know hard to catch a picture usually of sometimes it would be like that awkward like mirror picture or yeah. whatever and it's like oh and i'll be honest i'm i'm being a boomer saying you know old man on the porch my day was better you yeah. know and i'm just having some nostalgia but uh it was just something I was thinking about. I bet if I sat down, I could think about it a little bit more about why I think those videos would be almost a little bit more helpful now to the youth growing up. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, when we'd have the high school kids come in, they'd be telling us or referencing, you know, these these young cats, right, that are, yeah. like, 19 or whatever, uh, 150 pounds, like, lean, like, gym flow athletes or uh, – or Jim, Pl- no, Jim Shark yeah, Come athletes. on, bro. <laughs> or uh, Young on, bro. LA, all this other stuff. Yeah. And I almost want to tell him, here's a playlist I made full of like <laughs> videos from 2015. Yeah, check them out. yeah, I need you to go through all of these first, you know. Damn. 
It's like, you know, somebody watching the prequels of Star Wars and they haven't seen, like, the originals. Yeah. And you, you're like, hey, I, kn- I know these aren't HD. I know some of the effects are a little goofy, but just hear me out. <laughs> Watch these. Yeah. It's a little bit of that, you know? Yeah. And it is what it is. You know, yeah. views get the money, so people are going to keep creating drama and, like, clickbait yeah. shit until... I, I, so let's let's say for example somebody rest in peace but like john meadows was very value driven yeah. raw with most of his videos it wasn't like a lot of edits and shit like yeah. that it was just straight to the point hey this is what we're gonna go over yeah. today type he deal. had a great content and yeah. he had a good amount of following on that so know? his channel i would describe a little bit differently as far as the channel wasn't about him and his training no it was more no. educational and uh more of like a trainer or coach if yeah. you want to if you want to you know describe him in that way versus, you know, a lot of these people coming up, you know, Christian Guzman, he's documenting his life, his training, or, uh, you know, Matt Ogus was documenting his life, his training, his competitions, whatever he was doing, you know. I think someone relevant would be like Nick Bear that's been... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, so Nick Bear does that in a way, sort of but journey. almost like, I don't know, the over-the-top over editing really makes it a cool experience to watch. You do feel like you're watching almost TV or episodes. Yeah. But there is something about that just raw raw editing and, and, and basic filming. But I think because we're so overexposed to higher levels of editing now, when you see that, you almost just discount it, you know? Yeah. It's hard to find somebody who is interesting enough and has value that isn't already making high-level content, if that makes sense. Yeah. Know? But, uh... Yeah, it was just an interesting topic. I, I wanted to take a little trip down memory lane. It's 2022, Grandpa. I know. Move on. I know. Um, but another thing I wanted to uh, talk about is a little bit how I am kind of like revamping or rethinking my training a little bit because I felt like the past six, eight months, the more I've gotten into running, I've been training hard, but... My weight training workouts have almost been with the mindset of I'm putting in all this work just to maintain and not that maybe that's actually the truth. Maybe I can't have that much growth with all this running, at least on my peak weeks of mileage. However, most of my workouts, I'm going in, I'm grabbing the 85s or 90s like I always do, doing six or eight like I always do, and I never go in and go, hey... Last week I did sets of six. Let me do sets of seven this week, which is how I trained for seven years prior to this. You know, I'd go in, I'd have a goal and be like, okay, let me do five pounds more this week on, you know, whatever press. Or let me, you know, last week I did sets of eight. Let me do sets of nine or ten this week, you know. Simple progressive overload principle. Mm -hmm. And I'd go in and and I'd, I'd push it, you know, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. But now it's like I've been going in, with the mindset of, oh, I just do the same the same weight and just, you know, focus on maintaining that strength. And I, I, I feel like I'm almost just following in to uh, going through the motions in a way. Still training hard, still getting great pumps, good workouts. But I'm just going through the motions with a lot of these movements. So I thought about it hard and I was like, you know what, let me, let me switch back to back squats. Let me get on a little bit of like a strength program for my bench and squat. Have a little bit of like some strength goals driven at least over the winter heading into the spring. Really push that. Switch up the exercises and just get back to 
really pushing myself, like almost treat it like I'm not even running yeah. and really think about, hey, let me let me treat it like progressive overload. Like I've always trained, push, you know, all exercises and try and make those gains week by week um, and keep things moving in an upward direction and uh, just almost like reset. Yeah. You know, I feel like I could do that for myself, too. Yeah. Because, you know, with, you know, the, you're pushing, you only have so much your battery only has so much energy every day. And when you're dispersing it to multiple different sources, not only work itself or the, the daily hurdles, but training, fucking other extracurricular training, whether it's your running, your cycling, whatever, it's just like, well, shit, man, I haven't gone up in weight or my weights have actually gone down a little bit, which they have with, you know, most of my lifting, especially like I notice I keep tracking my weights a lot more with my lower body days than mm-hmm. my upper body, my upper body. I mean, I push, but like I'm more focused on a pump. But yeah. like with legs, like I'm like, all right, well, I did three plates last week. I need to at least put a ten. But yeah, or I did four, we, four or five plates a couple weeks back. So now I'm down to three plates. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, you know. And sometimes it's just like, it, I think it's just the mindset. Yeah. Almost accepting or expecting yourself to be weaker. Maybe. And, not, and not to say that it doesn't actually. I mean, I'm sure my legs aren't going to be able to push some weeks, some workouts as hard as they would be if I didn't run at all. I'm not ignorant to that. But I do feel like I need to almost go in with an empty mindset and almost you know ignore that idea. And I think what was driving me of just going through the motions a little bit uh, was I didn't have a goal anymore for, for bodybuilding. And it's not because I didn't I don't care about my physique. I do want to look good and you care about that. But I, I again expected zero from my training because of all the running. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get any bigger. But it's like why not? Like let's try at least, you know. Who knows? Maybe you'll surprise yourself. I mean my calves have grown, my arms feel more muscular than they ever have. My chest and back seem to be like maintained in a way. So it's like why why don't I really push the envelope? Maybe play around with the calories a little bit higher and see if I can pack on a little bit of mass, uh, you know, even even despite the running and see if my body can adapt to that. Uh, I just think setting setting a goal, I think, is important. And I, was, I spoke about it. We spoke on it you know, months ago in the past on multiple different podcasts. And it's just something I need to practice what I preach with. You know, I have goals for business, for life, for running, but I need to still reevaluate and set those goals, I think, for my lifting as well. So I have something to work towards because yeah. otherwise you just naturally go through the motions and that might help you maintain your fitness level. But who wants to do the same thing for eight months and have nothing really to show for it? Yeah. Which I'm going to be the first to say that I was definitely, and I still can be that you know, some weeks going through the motions, being the same as last month type deal, which sucks when you, th- it doesn't suck at the moment, but when you look back and when you say it blatantly out in, out in the open like that, you're like, damn, what the fuck have I been doing? Yeah. And I spoke with Ronnie yesterday. It might have been Saturday. But um, he asked me if I rode. I didn't ride Saturday. I barely rode yesterday. Or I didn't ride what I was supposed to. Um, ever since, and I, I knew immediately as I started to say it to him, I was like, it's a piss poor attitude. And I'm switching out of that. But, uh, or realizing that I don't need to be there. Why am I feeling like that but anyways i was like honestly after that last podcast when we talked and you're like hey you probably should swallow not probably get in the hundred i was like well then fuck well i i agreed i was like yeah 
You're like, what am and I doing the, for this for then? Pretty. That's yeah. exactly what I said. And I was like, well, why am I training so hard then? What? Fucking slow down. You don't need to be. You don't have to. Yeah. You're not going for the hundred. So like, I I feel like discouraged in myself. Not on anybody, but myself. Like I was like, well, fuck, man. I let myself slide on the hundred. So why why am I even gonna work? You know. But then I started to think about that. I was like, that sounds like a bitch ass attitude. It's a bitch ass attitude, but I. So I'll put it in my perspective because I've thought about that a lot too. So I've seen um. One guy that I follow on Instagram, very supportive. We kind of shoot messages back and forth. Um, I got I gotta remember his username. I think it's MP Harks or whatever. But anyway, guy in New, like New Jersey area does some like triathlon stuff a little bit. But he recently ran 31 miles, um, you know, 50k basically on his own. I think around like a neighborhood or city area that he lives. But it made me reflect on my 50k because he ran it. I think at like a 10. 50 10 59 type pace and took him uh i think around like five and a half hours mine took me seven and a half and granted you know trails make things a little bit different it was a super hot day but it just made me really rethink because i've seen other people too that are you know run either the marathon or these different efforts that i can kind of compare myself to and i'll look at my ability and i'll just be like man i am so fucking far from running 50 miles or even a 50K successfully. I can't even run or I haven't at least been able to prove that I can run a marathon straight without mixing in any walking. And it's made me just think, you know, what the hell? I'm putting in all these hours just to be so, so far from my goals and let alone running 100 miles. And, I, you know, it makes you sit there and think, who am I? to say i'm gonna be able to do this that's exactly you know right, yeah what the fuck am i doing you know no one's making me do this but then i just thought about it and i was like i just can't be a fucking quitter my whole life you know yeah, i i that's what i thought i was like, i just can't have the easy way because out. i've i've been that way with you know i was getting close to a four or five squat in the past and i you know i got close and i was like ah, i just not now can't do it you know and just <laughs> you can't just quit i feel like when things get hard even if you see other people maybe doing a little bit easier i i just i'm tired of being that guy that's just like well it's not for me or i i can't do that you know or it's a little too much work or something like that and so i've just swallowed my pride a little bit and realized hey it may take me a lot longer than everybody else but i'm going to stick it out I'm going to keep working on this goal. I'm going to work on getting my paces up, improving, you know, my leg endurance during these longer hours and things like that. And I'm just going to figure it out. Yeah. And even if it takes me two, three, four, five, six years of running, I'm going to get there eventually and do it. And it's just a matter of consistency and building up that aerobic engine and preparing myself for it. And it, it would just be so wasteful to spend an entire year training and running and adopting this, you know, lifestyle and these habits, and then just to kind of throw it away and just be a casual runner. But the alternative is just foots on the gas, and you're just training like hell, you know, for such a long, like, end goal. But, it, you know, it's just who do you want to be? Do you want to be that guy? Do you want to just be another person? Well, yeah, and... It's so, a tough choice. It is a tough choice, but 
I'm reiterating what you said and what I've agreed with in the past is, you know, tired of being the same, letting myself slide, you know, and, and that trait, when I started thinking about it, when I told Ronnie that out, out loud, I was like, man, that trait sounds like something I would say. It's like, oh, well, it's it's not like I'm going to like I'm trying to like compete with it. It's just versus mm-hmm. me, you know, and that trait or characteristic could easily trickle down into all my other decisions that I make, yeah. whether it comes to work or picking up extra work, extra clients, staying here later to do whatever, you know. I say, oh, I can do it tomorrow. Or I think oh, there's a I don't sense of regret. It. Like I don't, I don't want to look five years from now and be like, man, I kind of just gave up on that hundred mile ultra marathon goal. Yeah. You know, I just said, no, nah, I can't do it. It's like, why, why the fuck can't I do it? You know, it's just, it's just quitting when the work really begins. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just one of those things you gotta look, look yourself in the mirror and either tell yourself you're just gonna be a quitter. Or, you know, put on your bootstraps and just realize you're just going to be trucking uphill for a while, you know. It's just the alternative is just, you just can't accept the alternative. You know, I don't know, in my mind, I was like, I just can't, I've talked about it too much. I've been way too deep into it. I really want it. I want to cross a hundred mile or I want to be consistently crossing each year ultra marathon races, but wishing it and visualizing it and following Instagram pages doesn't do it. No. You know, it just takes years of work. And when you're in the early years, it's hard to accept that or see that, you know. But uh, it's just one of those things where the alternative, looking a year from now and having that regret of just giving up on it, hurts more than the idea of doing the work to get there. Yeah. So hopefully that... Uh, resonates a little bit with where you're at, and maybe where, maybe where other people are too. Because yeah. you you're not the only one who looks at you know a far out goal and realizes, hey, not as close as I was kind of hoping. And yeah. you realize the work you've done now has been hard, and it's only going to get harder for sure moving forward. Well, yeah, obviously, because like my ass got wrecked, and I was like, well, shit, I'm not even close to doing it. Yeah. But I think what eats me up is knowing, feeling what I felt when I said that was like, man. It's just I could if I let myself slide on this, even though it's a huge goal for me, it could trickle down to the little decisions that I make throughout the day, letting myself just slide. You know, and that's what I don't want. That that was the main goal of doing the hundred mm-hmm. was to become tougher to where I say don't say no to shit. You know? Yeah. I think it it, it again just goes back to what we've talked about in the past, uh, about continuously choosing the hard path yeah. in life, continuously choosing the hard decisions till they become habit you know um you you kind of want to get to the point where getting up on time getting up early uh you know putting full effort in your workouts not missing you know a beat hitting your macros whatever it is just becomes it's it takes discipline at first and then it becomes habit just like you know brushing your teeth and these other things, you know, it just becomes comes routine. Because the more things you can make into habits, you don't have to stress and rely on the discipline to get them done anymore. So, you know, it really, it's just tough. It's just really tough. Because, like, the first time you run, you know, like, six miles, it's, like, crazy, right? You're like, holy shit, that was long. But you got to eventually get to the point where six miles is your, like, you know, easy run. Yeah. 
but it takes a while to build to that. Um, but hey, if it was easy, everyone would do everyone it, right? Be doing it. It's a simple phrase. People throw it around, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know. what else you got? Well, I don't, I don't really have any topics, man. I have besides. one more. Um, it, it relates to the gym, but it relates to, I think, everything that I think about and uh, that you do as well. And it's just the idea of just staying true to yourself. Yeah. You know, I think when Gym Flow's competing with other supplement brands, we're, you know, competing or, you know, other people compare us to other gyms. I think at the end of the day, it's just important to stay true to your brand and your vision, you know? Uh, as far as how I want this place to feel and be when people come in here. It's like we could fill it up uh, with different equipment or put on a persona or, you know, do something to just, I don't know, make this gym something different. But I, I want this gym to kind of feel and and be what I set it, set it out to be from day one. I don't want to look back and be like, man, this gym has turned into like, a nightmare or something I'm not proud of or happy to say that I own, you know, mm-hmm. either via the people or how things are set up or how things are run. If people are, you know, treated poorly, members are treated poorly, you know, I don't want to look back and be like, you know, I let this turn into something I don't love anymore. And I think it could be the same way with gym flow. If you started just slashing formulas or just, you know, making it all marketing and hoopla, I think you look back, you'd be like, I don't even really like taking my own products. Yeah. I don't like with the the things that people attach to the brand, how they view it. And I think, you know, sometimes you might have to sacrifice a little bit of short-term immediate success for long-term sustainability, happiness, and your true vision. For sure. I mean, because at the end of the day, like acting like something you're not or trying to play something you're not, you're not going to be happy on the inside. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, your personality or your business, your brand. Um, I'd say when Jim Flow first started, we were definitely like we didn't have our own path. I mean, we, we knew what we wanted to do, which was create our own products and create our best at the time. But it's like you still with any brand up probably translates is like you like you get you watch other brands and you're like, oh, this brand's doing this. It mm-hmm. must work for them. It might work for me. Let me try and create this or do that. Yeah, it's easy to pull from from other people's ideas or but brands, but you can fall into a hole really quickly chasing other people's visions yeah. and goals when you should be focusing on what do you want to create? What yeah. do you what do you like? Because at the end of the day, you can fully stand behind it, you know, because you like it. You created it genuinely, and then also, I don't know. It doesn't. I think a lot of people, especially me and you, we talk about all the time, we can spot a fake, inauthentic, yeah. like, brand or person. For the most part, we're yeah. not fucking mind readers, but I can usually talk or just see somebody's social media and be like, oh, I don't, I don't yeah, really trust that person. Yeah, and that's another thing is, like, you know, Maddie and I were talking in the car yesterday is, you know, about social media, too, like, what kind of posts you make. Like, when I, when I post, I don't want to put out this unapproachable bigger than bigger than I am persona you know on Instagram like I want to I want to post and be like I struggle with shit yeah I do preach hard work work ethic and I follow those things I practice what I preach that's part of the reason why I'm 
you know, post most of my runs on my story and I'm like, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in the trenches. I'm doing the work as well. But I also want to just show, you know, as much as who I am and what I'm doing as I can. You know, I don't, I don't want to just act like I'm, you know, way bigger than I am. Like even when I posted the marathon, I could have just posted the finish, not talked about my time and just been like, you know, you know, just crushing goals, you know, I, anything that comes to me, I just put my head down and yeah. just knock it out easy, you know. But it's like that's not what happened. The marathon had a lot of trials and tribulations, and, you know, I'm happy to expand on that. Um, you know, and I think people do in the long run appreciate the genuine uh, vibes and things that you give out there, you know, and the originality. Like you said, if you're, if you're constantly being a copycat or, or – ripping from other things it'll show in the, in the end um but if you're if you're original you'll be able to keep a consistent consistent uh persona mindset uh content and uh yeah. you'll feel happier on yeah. the inside you'll know you'll feel it yeah you'll feel like genuinely happy you might not be satisfied where you're at i'm never like like oh man you won't be lost crushing you know? but like i feel like man what we do though I genuinely enjoy, and I feel like people genuinely. It's easy enjoy to be you too. when you've always been you. Yeah, you know. I guess that's what I'll say. One hundred percent. Get a stand. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta take a stand and just be like, "Yeah, hey, I'm doing me." Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how else to word that, but I agree with you. Yeah. And hopefully, other people out there, whether you're planning on starting a brand or starting a company or just trying to like fit in, mm-hmm. you know, you don't fuck fitting in. Reword that. I guess fit out, actually. fit out, <laughs> find your spot, be you, yeah. you know, the right people will come around. The right people won't. Yeah. yeah. That is a good way to end the podcast. Mm-hmm. Good little fire. Yeah. You so keep your eyes peeled. Black Friday, this Thursday, 7 p.m. Turkey day. Follow us on Instagram. Yep. Um, and last thing too, if you're local, whether you lifted our gym or not, deadlift competition going down, cash prizes at Iron Belt Jam. It is December I want to say 18th. Let me double check the date while I got y'all on here. It is December 18th. Yep, 18th, 10 a.m., deadlift-only competition. If you're not the heaviest 800-pound puller, no big deal. It's it's winners based off the dot score, which I don't know off the top of my head, but it basically factors in your your body weight as well. So if you pull a lot of weight for your body weight, good chance to win and even if even if you just want to have a good time all the profits are getting donated to the salvation army so going to a good cause december 18th at armor gym 10 a.m we got three prizes first second third for both men and women 200 dollars prize 100 and 50 dollars for both each uh, men and women respectively so damn that's the deal um sign up information is going to be on our instagram so go find that link sign up uh and yeah pull some fucking weight pull some fucking weight well guys we'll see you all next week Make sure you share the show. Until yeah. next time. See you. Peace.